I guess it's time for us to start the show. As Metro's Mercury Great approaches, I shall create the nearest podcaster known to mankind. But Master, what are you going to do? Howard Stern. Stephen A. Smith. Joel Rogan. Dave Chappelle. Why Dave Chappelle? Because he's a funny motherfucker. Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Because he has money. Fucking dickhead. Oh, I'm sorry, Master. The heart of India. The strength of a black. And the pride of a Spaniard. I present to you my teeth. It's alive. He's walking, Welcome back to another edition of the Marty Sports Podcast. I am your host, that one and only talent, Omar Taylor. Yo, it is another beautiful day in the most in fuego city in the world. We're talking about highs of 90, lows of 75. They said it's about 88 degrees today, but it's possibly going to feel like a 100. That's humidity for you. It is September 29th, this is the season 6, the 24th episode, and excerpt 217 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. You are welcome, Cuddy. I know you guys listen for the weather report in the beginning. Listen, we got Monday Night Football to talk about. We got the AFC Leagues to talk about as we do at the beginning of the week. Because I wasn't here with you guys yesterday. No, 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 no. I was at the VA getting my health checked out. So I wasn't able to do a podcast. So this is the first time we catching each other for the week. So, you know, we're going to go into that AFC. AFC least. We got a little bit of French Open to talk about, and we got some style bending going on here. I hope you guys have mastered the four elements because you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. Hello? You play to win the game. It's always a good time to talk some sports, and we already got our first call as we got up. So... Like a sports fanatic, Marty Sports. What's going on, Cuddy? Nothing. I just have a break to say really quick. God. First of all, first of all, first things first. Get it out. All Kansas City players, all Kansas City players, should be illegal in fantasy football from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh, so. I had a almost like over 50 point lead yesterday, and because of Patrick Mahomes, I went I won by six points. 
Sheesh. That should not happen. That's a bad man. The other... That's a bad... You know what? I'm glad you said it because Monday Night Football is actually going to be one of the first things I wanted to talk about as we start. Uh, first, first, I wanted to say, though, I wanted to wish everybody a happy Dividends Day. I wanted to wish everybody... Big up, big up. Another happy Dividends Day. You know, because listen, I just... Oh, it's, it's always a day to celebrate when it's a payday. So happy dividend day for everybody else out there. And before we go talking about football, there was actually eight cases that recently just popped up. Because this just came across the wire while we were getting show, the show prep. There were eight cases that popped up of COVID-19 for Tennessee players. So that next Tennessee game was looking to be suspended. Um, it was three players and five non-player personnel from um, from Tennessee that um, that came up positive for COVID. Um, for COVID, so they are suspending all all football activities until further notice. And also the Minnesota Vikings, the team that they just played, is also being tested as well. So with that said, let's get right into our actually first of all. First of all, first of all, first things first. You talk about Kansas City and and, and Baltimore, Kansas City and Baltimore, and what they're doing. Over there in Kansas City, with 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 that with that coach, with that quarterback. L listen, the first thing that came to my mind watching that game last night is that if you're a New York Jets or a New York Giants fan, like this Monday night game had to be the cherry on top of a bad week because you'll never have these quarterbacks. Like <laughs> you you you'll never you'll never. Be privileged enough to have the kind of quarterbacks that they're talking about having, because you'll ruin them. They'll do, listen. Whatever's going on in Houston, just and you think that that's a bad situation, just know that the New York Jets and the New York Giants would do Deshaun Watson even worse. They would. Uh, yeah, but I mean, look at Chicago though too. I think I think we talking about Chicago tomorrow night on the three hour show. We don't have enough time to talk about <laughs> Chicago and Atlanta in a one hour show. <laughs> I think Atlanta is like a full week at At heads up. Tomorrow night, we're gonna be doing something we've been doing for a year now. And that's continue with a call for Matt Ryan's head. Tune in tomorrow because we have no clue. At least I have no clue how the fuck Matt Ryan still got a job after all these years of having Hall of Fame receivers at his disposal his whole entire career. That's all I'm saying. Uh, really quick before you talk football, I wanted to talk to you about the MMA. Uh, you oh, fight. MMA fight is actually the very next, very next topic. So if you want to talk MMA, that's the very next topic. We're gonna talk about Monday football. We're gonna talk about. All right, I'll call you. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. <laughs> all right, we'll be we'll be there in about yeah. 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> all right. All right. And thank you as always for for, for calling up, Cuddy. But listen, we have to talk. We're gonna talk football first. We're gonna talk Monday night football first because, like I said. If you're a Jets or a Giants fan, this was, was a really bad... This is the cherry on top of a really bad week. This is the kind of game that you're looking at and you wish you had the kind of problems the Kansas City Chiefs had with wondering if their defense is going to be able to hold up enough as their quarterback basically scores on 75% of, of his drives. This is going to, you'll never have the kind of team that says, you know what? We may have the second best dynamic young quarterback in the league. 
and he's going to help us win every single game possible, and we're going to keep putting pieces around him to keep winning, and his only problem is that he can't get Pat Patrick Mahomes. And for the people, and it's already starting, right? This, this is a rivalry, obviously. Like, who's the better quarterback? Who's the better talent? And, and all this, that, and a third. Let's... Let's go ahead and 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 and, 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 and let's remember this. Situations matter. And not to say that Baltimore isn't a bad situation, but Baltimore isn't the isn't the most ideal situation for a quarterback. The most ideal situation for a quarterback actually happens to be with Andy Reid in Kansas City. We've seen Andy Reid year after year, decade after decade, year after year, season after season. Or let's do this, game after game, season after season, year after year, decade after decade. Take good quarterbacks and make them look great. Take great quarterbacks and make them look otherworldly. Take high quarterbacks and make them look good. We've seen this. Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith, and now Patrick Mahomes. What I'm trying to say here is that as this is now the third time that these guys have now faced each other. And it seems that Patrick Mahomes is 100% the kryptonite for Lamar Jackson. But I'll go a little bit further because I don't want to give Lamar Jackson that pass, to be honest with you. And, and it is a pass to say that, that Patrick Mahomes is his kryptonite. No, 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 no. Competitive football against the upper elite is your kryptonite. As of right now... They've been they've, they've used a lot of names to compare Lamar Jackson to. And I would honestly say the best one to probably compare him to right now may be Peyton Manning. And that may be because of the fact that he is tearing up the regular season. And he does stuff that and he puts up numbers that that, that we are gonna consider otherworldly. But obviously when it comes to those other better teams, you start seeing the deficiencies. When it comes to the playoffs, you start seeing the deficiencies. You start seeing the lack of. And some of this lack of, I ask you. I fully ask you as you come as as we're gonna be comparing these guys for ten years. If Lamar Jackson had been drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, would he have won a Super Bowl by now? If Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. Would he have won a Super Bowl with them? And when it comes to Patrick Mahomes in Baltimore, I have a bigger, firmer no there than I do in, with, with Lamar Jackson in Kansas City. I'm leaning a lot more towards maybe, possibly, even if they didn't, there's one thing I could guarantee you. That the Kansas City Chiefs would still be getting further than the Baltimore Ravens. This isn't so much about the talent or the personnel, more than it is about the coaching and the personnel. The coaching here, the environment here, the organization here plays a lot has a lot bigger role. And it's not to say that Baltimore doesn't have a great coach and a great environment. What I'm saying is that Harborough is not the quarterback whisperer. 
the true quarterback whisperer, Andy Reid is. He isn't the he isn't the offensive savant that Andy Reid is. And while Hallborough has seen almost everything this game has had to throw at you, I still don't believe he's seen everything that has been thrown at Andy Reid. And those are the and those are the differences. That's that's where the difference matters. Is it's it's head coach in his organiz and his organization. And it's not to say that Baltimore doesn't have a good one. They just don't have what Kansas City has. <clears throat> From the very moment Patrick Mahomes was drafted by Kansas City Chiefs and, and Andy Reid, we call that a match made in heaven. When Lamar Jackson was drafted by Baltimore, we called it lightning in a bottle. And then we saw Baltimore build around him. I was like, okay, they are doing all the necessary things to win with this guy. But let me ask you truthfully. Regular season and playoff-wise, can you honestly tell me that you were picking Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen? I don't say Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens over Josh Allen? And the Buffalo Bills, without second thought, is that such an easy... See, this is the difference between organization, talent, and personnel. Buffalo did the same exact thing that Baltimore is doing. They identified their young quarterback, and now they're doing everything around them to tailor to, tailor to making this quarterback successful. Instead of like in, in, in the New York Giants and the New York Jets, where they're like, this is my sister, and... We're giving you all the right plays, and apparently you, you're just not executed. Instead of saying, we're going to keep giving you all the right tools to win, you just keep saying that they're not, they're not executing the game plan. Or, if in, a Giants look, in a Giants case, you haven't, you haven't done anything to address that offensive line in about half a decade. You understand? You wasted, you wasted the last five, actually in a decade, you wasted the last five years of Peyton Manning's career, of, of Eli Manning's career, and you're on pace to waste the first five years of 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 Love Jones, Duke Jones career. It's been about a decade now the New York Giants have had this problem with the offensive line. I don't want to get off track as we continue to talk about Monday Night Football. <clears throat> Cause this Monday Night Football game, this 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 budding rivalry. Cause that's 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 really what it is. It's a budding rivalry. And this budding rivalry is not so right now in the favor of the Baltimore Ravens. But that's also because the Baltimore Ravens, from an organization, from a quarterback, from a coaching standpoint, they do not have what Kansas City has. The first half of this game, right? And I could have told you that for the first five plays, Kansas City scored on their first five, um, four out of their first five drives. Let's just bring it a little bit more in inclusive, right? Let's, let's get the bigger picture. The Kansas City Chiefs scored on four of their first six plays of the first half to open up to a 27-10 lead, and they never looked back. 
unfortunately for Baltimore, there would be fumbles, there would be interceptions, there would be all the necessary, all the things that you would say, oh, okay, that's why they lost this game. Now, Baltimore would come on later in the match, or later in the match, but later in the game, but they would start showing momentum right at the wrong time. Uh, and and it, it just picked up wrong. It picked up late, and it still ended in interceptions and and turnover and, and turnovers on down. Patrick Mahomes, thirty-one for forty-two, three hundred eighty-five yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He would he would find a he would find a a receiver for fifty plus yards on. Actually, there's only one person I know that can that can honestly tell you how many times he caught a receiver for fifty plus yards. And that's my boy Bucker. We're talking about Kelsey. We're talking about Watkins. We're talking about the Rooks. We're, we're talking about every single person that you could imagine on their team. Caught passes. And listen. To, to get, we ain't able to see Sammy Watkins back in this game because we know we just saw him um, exit not too long ago. And when it comes to Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins happens to be one of those injury-prone people, and we never know when he goes out if he's ever going to come back in, in for the rest of the season. Not even just the game, but for the rest of the season. So this will be a, this will be a very easy victory for the Kansas City Chiefs, 34-20, as they would, as Cuddy, you can go ahead and call up now if you're still listening. <laughs> We about to do the transition. This is this is a, this is a dissection by the Kansas City Chiefs as they beat the Baltimore Ravens thirty-four to twenty. As like I said, as Lamar Jackson will one hundred percent say like, listen, Kansas City is my kryptonite. But speaking of dissections, over the weekend we also had UFC two hundred fifty-three. There he goes. <laughs> and UFC 253 would have two title, um, two title um, defenses, both on your on your on, for your main event and your co-main event. I'm gonna start with the co-main event for a quick second, if you don't mind, here, Cuddy, because no, that's fine because. This was a little bit of a shocker. I actually thought Reyes was going to win, but, I mean, I guess his, um, his eating his cake too early. Because he got mauled. He got. So this is right around the time I actually caught the, the, caught the fights, to be honest with you, because until then I was watching football and maybe Pokemon. I don't know. <laughs> Do you? But I was... I just found out they have all the old Pokemon on thing, and I, and I never got to watch them um, fully through, and I and I can't and I, and I gotta hurry up and, and get and get through that. I'm a I'm a big cartoon head. I can't help myself, right? But back That's to these fun. fights. Back to these fights, right? Because we ain't gonna talk about about imagine, imaginary animals fighting. We're gonna talk about real people fighting in a real cage where you can't get in trouble, even if your name is Michael Vick, right? So, Dominique Reyes will <laughs> defend his belt <laughs> against. John, no, it, was, it was vacated. It was oh, this is a vacated title. Yeah, ah. Jones vacated because he's moving up to heavyweight. Oh, wait, wait, vacated by who? John Jones. He's moving up to heavyweight. John Jones is still. Oh, I thought he. I thought, I thought John Jones was stripped of his title because no, of he vacated it because of more illegal and no. because of because of more off off field 
and illegal substances, and now he's decided to go to heavyweight. No, no, oh. no. What happened was he, like, I don't know, he was acting weird, you know, saying he doesn't want to defend the belt because he wants more money, this and that. But then yeah. I guess, like, UFC made him a deal because he was, like, talking about moving heavyweight for a while, but he's like, why am I going to move up if you're not going to pay me the money, you know, to move up? I guess they came into a term, so he vacated the title. He's now bulking up to move up to heavyweight, and it was Reyes uh, versus uh, Bakowitz, and and Bakowitz dominated the fuck out of Reyes. So let me tell you the point that I caught this match. When I caught this match, there was already a big ass bullseye on Dominique Reyes's ribs. Dude, that was like after they think the second or third kick he, he that uh, Bak- uh Bakowitz landed. When I saw that, because I'm over here thinking that Reyes was the champ, to be honest with you, because you know I'm not following UFC like enough that I love that that. No, nah, he lost. No, nah, he lost to Jones back in February. Hmm. Okay. 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 So that be- and, and 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 to be honest with you, I have a jo- I have a I have a Bones Jones um blind spot officially right now. Just let everybody I don't know if everybody that has listened to the podcast, all the fans throughout the throughout, throughout the years have understood this, but I have a Bones I have a Bones Bones Jones blind spot as of right now because Bones Jones is just a bona fide cheater in my book, like nothing else but a cheater. Just 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 a low down, dirty, good for nothing. Put him in the bathroom, can't win with him, cheater. I don't. I don't care how many how many fights he wins. I don't care how good he looks. Like when I look at him, I'm like, oh, you withstood this punishment because you were cheating. Like, oh, you were able to hit this hard because you were cheating. Oh, you didn't take steroids for the last six months. Well, guess what? That just means that you're you're in an off cycle, and all of the benefits from the steroids are still in your system. Julius Edelman making hairpin catches one inch off 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 of the ground, and they wonder how your senses so in height, so 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 enhanced all of a sudden at your advanced career with all of these goddamn concussions. It's because you were cheating, you dirty good for nothing cheater. <laughs> So I have a blind spot when it comes to Bones Jones, which is really why I thought I didn't even realize he was still in the, in, in, in the UFC because I thought that he got in trouble again for, for, for either something off field where he was taking cocaine or cheating again, you know what I mean, or, or, or horse steroids or, 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 or whatever the fuck he does. Is, is he a woman abuser too, or is it, that's not him? No, no. Okay, so I won't put that on him then. I won't put him on him. We'll leave that for the, for the likes of, 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 of Floyd Mayweather, right? So, yes. <laughs> and, and War Machine and, and people like that. Right, so, Agreed. and 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 Alex and what's his, what's his name? Karuf. <laughs> Karuf. Oh, Ray Karuf. There we go. Yeah, we'll leave, we'll leave them for the categories. We put Jones. Yeah, but he did something. He, yeah, but he did something like way above than what he sh- what anybody what any of them have done. I mean, he hired somebody to kill somebody. He did. But War Machine, well, War Machine did almost kill two people by beating the shit out of them. So yeah, yes, he he's did. up there. <laughs> War Machine is definitely he's up there. Because he, yeah, War Machine's up there. So we we could put Bones Jones in that category, but he's just he's just a low down, dirty cheater, good for nothing, cheater. That's that's just him. And so I've had this blind spot in like when it comes because I honestly thought he was stripped of his belt again. And he and and the reason why he was going up to heavyweight is because they're like, oh no, we, we ain't gonna fight here. And he was trying to see. I thought it was, all, it was all like another thing to try to get because because he was caught oh, cheating no. again. But no, not at all. It, it does make sense why. The person that we're gonna talk about next after after this Dominic Reyes fight, um, was calling him out, but also why Bones Jones said like I'm I'm trying to fight heavyweight. I would literally like rip your arms off right now, <laughs> but that's because see that's Roy Rage. 
<laughs> I'm gonna rip your arms off. I'm too big for you. That's road rage. That's roid rage right there. Cause you're cheated. <laughs> but okay. So this was a vacant belt, which I didn't realize between Reyes and Blackwood. And I, I, once again, I'm still thinking that Reyes has the belt at this point in time. And by the time I turned this on, there was a big ass bullseye on Reyes's ribs, and I was like, "What the fuck happened to him?" And then yeah. shortly after that, he was going night night. <laughs> Cause this only lasted two rounds, right? So, so I guess I caught it from the beginning today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and as you said, like this was this was a, this was a, this actually was a shocker because I think I don't know if Reyes was the favorite, but I know in my loose eyes I had Reyes as the I favorite. I think he was, but that's because I'm over here. Demon Reyes is the champ, and 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 Blackowitz as the as the challenger in in this right. fight. But second round knockout, four minutes and forty two seconds. Um, like like listen, he picked him apart with strikes to the body, like that's just bruised them all up, and in very similar fashion. Second round knockout being picked apart was also our main event. Hey, but really quick though, before go that, go go no, oh yeah, listen. Anything that you want to talk Reyes, to before we get there, Reyes, go Reyes got John Cena with that broken nose. <laughs> he got. You, I didn't see the broken. Dude, think about it. Think about it. when Rollins landed that knee. You saw that nose just go to the side. When Blockowitz landed that, oh, I think it was a left. I think I want to say it was a left. You just saw that nose go to the side. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I'm, I'm going to rewatch those highlights because, listen. Bro, just pay attention. Like, I didn't notice it either until afterwards, but I did notice, like, blood was coming. I'm like, oh, okay, he got a broken nose. But when you saw, when you see the replay, you'll see the punch land right on the nose and break it. Listen, there's nothing I like more than bloody highlights, so I will definitely make sure <laughs> that I go back <laughs> And I definitely take a, I definitely take a peek to see what was going on there. Yes, definitely. But anything else? No, you can move on to the own right. main event because that was complete domination too. And I don't know what the hell Costa was thinking. He did not. He had no game plan. It seemed like whatsoever for Izzy. So is I thought it was going to be a lot closer than what it was, but he did the smart thing. He he chopped the lit. He. He Man, the so, so let's he, let's start. Just like everybody else does. We're gonna we're gonna start there, but before we start there, let's talk about before the fight started. Before the fight started, um, Paola, what his name is, Paulo Paola Costa. Paulo Costa. Right. He sounds he sounds like he sounds like a he sounds like the name of a tennis match, like 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 Roman Garros, like. <laughs> <laughs> but before this, and, and granted, he's ripped, right? Right, Costa's ripped. Right, Costa's real. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but before this, he, he put out a it's video. Not confirmed, but it's never been confirmed though. Like he supposedly did, kind of possibly did get uh, popped huh. once before. Listen, he. he I, I wouldn't. Listen, at this point in time, I wouldn't. I, know, be, I, would, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James popped a pot on a steroids test once or twice. <laughs> and they kept it under wrap. But wow. But but um, Paula Costa, right? He did a video. Before he fought the last style bender, of how the style bender, of basically poking fun at him, he had the style bender running away from him, literally running all, jumping out of the ring and running out of the ring, running around the ring and having him chase him to finally catch him back in the ring with a head kick and knock him the fuck out. That was a video made by Paul Acosta. 
And then the fight, and then the fight actually happened. <laughs> and then the fight actually happened. And and the, and the, when the first when the fights first started, the first thing I noticed was this was a very regular entrance for Israel um, Adesanya. And I don't know if that was because of COVID related um, situations. It has to be cut a fight. I'm not saying because of Fight Island, because I guess Fight Island will allow for the for the things. But I'm not quite sure if this was just him, like yo, I'm coming into this one serious, or because of the of the pandemic. There's a restriction on how on what he can do for his entrance, but he came up with a with a very regular entrance because if you're not for the people that haven't seen him fight yet, and this is in the last style bender Israel Adesanya, his entrances my, are just as entertaining as his fights. My opinion, he does he he doesn't like the dude, so I think he came to this laser focused. Ah. Like if you notice, he had no antics whatsoever. He yeah. didn't even do his typical little um, Cupping away, whatever, an, like, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever anime thing hand gesture he does. He didn't even do. He Oof. didn't even flinch. And Paul Acosta made fun of his hand gestures too after the fight because you know like how he pretends to win it, win it, like raise his hand. And this is the whole skit. Yeah, he yeah, he mocked him in the whole hand. Yeah, he he mocked him for this fight. But I just said you picked him apart, and as you said, just like how in the other fight there was there was a clear target. In this fight, there was a clear target. And that was his legs. That was oh, the yeah. Lakers coaster. You understand? At some point in this fight, I had to really make sure that his legs didn't come in here looking like that before because it looked like he was going through suction cup therapy in the middle of the fight. Oh, yeah. And then it started well, bleeding. And I was had, like, oh, shit. He's had fights to where, like, he gets that suction cup stuff, but, like, you can still see it, like, on his back. This is the first time I've ever seen it on his leg. Did he have it on his leg or were those all bruises? No, that was a no. That was that was the suction cup stuff. Ah, the redness okay. was from Izzy kicking. <clears throat> okay, because I know I saw some of those. I saw some of those. And I'm like, yo, uh, either he's been kicking the shit out of his legs, or he had some suction cup therapy done on his legs before. <laughs> no, that was just, that was the therapy stuff. But he, but the thing is, though, it's like if you notice that you're like you're gonna go, okay, hey, something's up. I'm gonna focus in on that. Especially if it's only on one leg and not the other leg. Like Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so he started picking them apart. Next thing you know, you are seeing you're seeing like blood starting to trickle down from the thigh and the kneecap area. Second yeah, round man, leg kicks will do that to you. Second round comes around. Out um out of is landing sixty five percent of his of, of, of significant punches. Like pfft, or significant strikes, I should say. This is another second round knockout, four minutes left. Yeah. Improved to his record to 19 and 0. And the funny thing about this, right, is that after the... Because because he... Listen, guys. Yeah, this is what I got him, got him in the clinch, um, punched him up a little, got him on the ground. He was out. Then he got him on... Then he got his back, and he dried humped him. And... This is what I wanted, this is what I wanted to talk When he dried humped him, I started wondering, did Costa not feel that? Because... The amount of respect he gave Adesanya after the fight, it made me think that, yo, he must not have realized that this dude fucked him in the ass after he whooped his ass. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's apparently campaigning for a rematch because he got dry humped. Yes, I've, se I've seen it now. So it made me realize here's that the, this here's morning. The best part, though. But this is the best part, though. Did you see what Adesanya did to his corner men? No. So he went over to talk to them, I guess, you know, talk, whatever. And he gave the head coach, who is also 
Henry Cejudo's head coach, props, and then he decided to uh, ejaculate on them. <laughs> he did the whole, you know, nice all over them. Okay, so yeah, that, I saw that shit. I was dying when I saw that. Yes, cause so 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 you saw something about it. So you kind of saw some of the stuff. So like there was a lot of after fight antics that made me oh, yeah. that based off of how upset Costa was coming into this fight. I was like, did he not realize what the fuck happened after this fight? Because if he did, he's being very humble. Or he didn't realize that shit, and there's gonna be a part two. And we got the better of it. Because no, he didn't- there gonna be, there's not gonna be rest No, 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 well, no, when I, when I say part two, meaning that the beef is gonna continue. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> because like, like, cause after the fight, it looked like he had humbly bowed. Oh, I lost to the better man. This, that, and that. he looked like a guy defeated. He looked like a guy oh, humbly. He, he looked like a guy humbly defeated and and ready to be like, okay, I took my my L like a man, right? And just and just walk away from this. But then I'm, I'm but as you said, he saw the he saw him being humped. I guess he also saw his corner being flipped off, and now. Costa's over here trying to get a rematch. He's like, I will get my revenge. I, I finally saw what what little happened. I'm like, oh wow. So in the moment of you getting of, of you getting you getting knocked the fuck out, you couldn't feel somebody pounding you on your ass. <laughs> Did you see the the um someone posted made a gift today of um Izzy dry humping him, but like sped up, like he's like getting rammed. <laughs> I'll text it to you afterwards. Hold on. I did not see that. I did not see that at all. Dude. Hold, hold, I sent it to John earlier. He, we were both like, what the fuck? This is hilarious. Where is it? Uh... It's funny, because anytime I do an MMA section, he's actually one of the first people that actually pops in my mind. Because he, he has some great MMA insight. I don't know if he's still watching. I mean, I, he has nothing else to do right now. I guess oh, of course he does. But, but, but watch MMA and just take care of the baby. Have you seen the baby yeah, in person? I don't think I've seen the baby in person. Of course I have. I have. Yeah, I've seen her a few times. I'm gonna have to go over there. Oh, I just got a message from you. No, yeah, you check it. Watch it really quick. I, I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. Actually, you know what? Let's do this, guys. We're gonna take. Actually, I can't watch this on my phone, and my phone is also live streaming me uh, on Instagram. So I'll I'll I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll look at it after the show, and, and trust me, it'll be something. <laughs> it may be something we bring back up tomorrow. I'm um, during the podcast because, <laughs> listen, I'm pretty sure my co-host is gonna want to my my Wednesday co-host is gonna want to talk about some UFC just a little bit, and if that's the case, I'm gonna have to make sure he sees that right before the show starts. <clears throat> I hear you. Now now talking about something that's happened to me. Actually, you know what? I am gonna take a quick little break. I'm gonna take a quick thirty second break just so you guys know. I want you all to remember. As I gotta head out anyway. Change right? you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote. And begin making the change you want. Okay. I Thank you, Cuddy, for stopping in no. on the podcast. I always appreciate you coming yes, by. Sir. I see that you said that, yes, you, that you have to um, head out of here. Like I said, as you already know, that we'll be back here definitely tomorrow night at 8.07 p.m. where we have our special three-hour Wednesday night show where we're going to get deep into the thick of things because we only going to tease you today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. All day. You be safe, my brother. You too, peace.
Now, one of the things that I didn't realize that was actually going on, I thank, thank, thank Cuddy always for stopping by and giving us showing love to the show. Don't, don't, don't forget to like and listen. You can catch the show anywhere that you listen to podcasts at, whether that's Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, um, Pandora. Um, best way to do it is, is just tell your, your, your smart device to, to say, hey, okay, whatever your smart device is, play the MYT Sports Podcast. And we'll play the latest episode of the Mighty Sports Podcast. Now, you, now I, I say it like that because you have to spell it out for it. It doesn't understand Mighty, and it may and it may bring you some Japanese, uh, like like some K-pop shit. I'm just saying, be careful. You, you don't want to listen to a K-pop station trying to find a podcast. So listen, you tell us play the M is in Mike, Y is in Yankee, T is in Tangle. Play the latest episode of the M is in Mike, Y is in Yankee, T is in Tango sports podcast and it'll get you right into the very latest episode that we are here on <clears throat> now as we continue something that i didn't realize that was happening and this is actually something that was happening over the last week to be honest with you and this was the french open now now basically it's been the qualifier for the french open for the last week or so and um, through that qualifier, we have a couple of big names that have made it through the first round, a couple of big names that haven't made it through the first round, and a couple of people that, that are also well, that are also um, progressing and not progressing. Now, I did not find our U.S. Open champion, uh, Naomi Osaka, anywhere on this board, so maybe she's taking the French Open off. Now, what I did find was unranked, surprisingly to me, but that was be, um, based off how she got eliminated based off of the last competition, but unranked Coco Golf taking on number nine, Johanna Conta. Now, Coco Golf would manage to move on into the first round as she would win in straight set 6-3, 6-3, and she is looking forward to taking on another unranked opponent in Martina Trevisan. Now, also t- um, coming up, or also that past was unranked Christy on taking on number six in the world Serena Williams Serena Williams will take this in straight sets seven six and also six nothing as she is going on to take on Svet Svet Svetana Perinkova now eliminated from the you from the French Open already is Serena Williams as she was eliminated by unranked opponent Serena Williams I mean Venus Williams is also unranked Venus Williams take on unranked opponent Anna Schmidlova as she would lose in straight sets six four six four the first round of the French Open has started today as we're going to start seeing those start to uh, that start to line up we will continue to give you more updates in that as the days come to pass and this is going to be as, as you already know how this goes this will be over by this weekend most likely I keep forgetting this, today's only Tuesday I keep feeling like this is like Friday or something like it's the end of the week already but I forgot this is, this is, the, this is the very first day of the week for us <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why this feels so off but it could be because we're off and because we're starting a week on a Tuesday. So since we're starting a week on a Tuesday and things are a little bit off, I just want to take this time to give a little big up, big up to the Tampa Bay Lightning as they are now your official 2020 NHL Stanley Cup champions. Yep. So big up, big up. To the Tampa Bay Lightning as they become champs. And hopefully the Tampa Bay Lightning has started off a trend, which means that Florida teams will be bringing home championships this year. And I know, folks, you won't hear me. Um, you won't be hearing me cheer these kind of... I'm cheering them on too often, but this is one of those situations. This is one of those years. This is one of those times where you can't deny faith. And faith and smartdom and, 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 a, and the wiseness in me tells me that Miami has a chance. And it ain't just a little chance. It's a big chance. 
and I made us have to put my money where my mouth is. I think the odds are one to three, uh, three fifty, something like that. I may have to take my odds. Right. So as the as the Stanley as NHL um issues their Stanley Cup for their playoffs, the Major League Baseball starts their playoffs, right? And so tonight, so yeah, folks, we we've had a lot. So I think on Friday, on Thursday and Friday, right, we had the close up of the NBA um, conference championship. So now we know who's going to be in the NBA finals. We also got to see some some Thursday night football, some Monday night, some, some Sunday football, some good Sunday night football, good Monday night football. We get the start. Of the Major League Baseball playoffs today as the New York Yankees take on the Cleveland Indians. And this is going to be highlighted by the aces of this matchup as the Yankees aces Garrett Cole, or Jarrett Cole, however you pronounce his name, versus the Cleveland's Shane Bieber, folks. Yep, so we have baseball starting off tonight. And then tomorrow night, during the podcast, we have NBA playoffs, NBA finals, championship finals playoffs, baby. It's coming and it's going to be... In, in case you want what that inaudible noise was, it means he's going to be excited. It's going to be something to watch. Unlike... <sighs> unlike this next segment, which they're just not easy to watch. But unfortunately, we going to have to talk about them. And that is when we talk about the teams of the city. I know, I, I know, I, I, the AFC least. Matter of fact, 305. Yes, folks, we have the N. We have the AFC least. <coughs> oh shit! <coughs> oh, I'm sorry about that, guys. You already know. You already know. Every once in a while, that we have that. You guys already know that I am a. I am a avid alumni, very active alumni of the Nate Dogg School of Medicine. And the thing of the Nate Dogg School of Medicine is, is something that they teach us to do every single day, any chance that you get. And that is to make sure you smoke weed every day. It's actually a school motto. <clears throat> we get to talk about the AFC least. And, and I know you guys are like, hey, do we have to? We're going to close the show with it because what kind of New Yorker would I be if I didn't talk about at least the teams that represent New York. And I ain't gonna get into all of them today. These aren't all the teams to talk about that, that represent New York. I'm gonna leave my team out of this. We're just gonna talk about the AFC Leafs today, right? Because AFC Leafs, as you guys understand, they don't just cover my home. 
Does it cover cities from my hometown, but it also covers the city. It also covers the team in the city that I'm in right now. And the city and the team that I am in right now happens to be Miami. And the Miami Dolphins will take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the first thing I want to let you know, guys, know that this for for this, the only person that got this pick right was my niece. Every single last one of us. Every single last one of us. The automated pick of six thousand. Me, my co-host. My guest that evening, Mark, we all picked the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Miami Dolphins. We all picked them to beat the Miami Dolphins, but nope, the Jacksonville Jaguars would not show up to play, and they would allow the Miami Dolphins to come away with their first victory. And folks, listen to this. The Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins look so... The Jacksonville Jaguars look so... On, let's just put it this way. Because I think you understand what I'm trying to say. I don't know if the Miami Dolphins were looking good. I don't know if the Jacksonville Jaguars were looking bad. What I do know is that nothing looks good on a defense when the opposing team scores on their first three drives. And that is exactly what the, the Miami Dolphins did. They would score on their first three drives to jump out to a vet to score 21 Quick, quick. I'm talking about like quick like a leopard. Quick. 21 early points. Before. I should have said before. Well, and that's just before the half. That's just in, that's just before the half. They would take an early 21 point, 21 to 7 point lead. It would be 14 to 7. Before the Jacksonville Jaguars decide to score, to score another, score another point. Now, J. Dub Senior, James Winston Senior, by the way, Ryan Fitzmagic, as you guys like to call him, he did enough. He did enough. He sprinkled enough magic around the place to win, to not just win the game, but to not lose his job. The two got a tongue twister. Ryan Fitzpatrick wouldn't do anything, uh, sorry, sorry, J-Dub Sr. wouldn't do anything spectacular. 160 yards, but again, being efficient. And efficient enough to put up a Miami Dolphins record by passing for 90, for, for completing 90% of your passes for 18 of 20 um, completions for 160 yards and two touchdowns. Jacksonville Jaguars, first half, punt, touchdown, turnover on downs, punt. Second half, our third quarter alone, punt, fumble, turnover on downs. Fourth quarter, touchdowns, turnover on downs, interception. That was the Jacksonville Jaguars night. I don't want to have faith in the Miami Dolphins to try to go back, but I know I've lost complete faith in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not quite sure who they beat. It doesn't even matter to me anymore. Whoever they beat, it must be a fluke because to, be, to get beat this bad by the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, who we said that they could possibly, possibly, possibly be the third best team in this, in this division, which isn't really saying much because all that means that you all you have to do is be better than the Jets. And to be better than the Jets, then all you really have to do is win two games this season. And I'm going to repeat that. To be better than the Justice season, all you have to do is win two games this season. Because 
it is already being said that a team that finishes 5-11 may have more wins than both New York Jets and New York Giants combined. Let that sink in for the kind of mediocrity that's coming out of that's coming out of New York. Let that sink in for the kind of mediocrity that's coming out of JetBlue Stadium. Let that sink in for the kind of mediocrity that is supposed to represent the greatest city in the world. I didn't say the most in Fuego City. That's Miami. I'm talking about the greatest city in the world. And that's New York City. And these are the kind of teams that's representing New York. This ain't going to do this. ain't going to cut it, B. This ain't going to work. <clears throat> the New York Jets would find themselves losing to Indiana as well as we move on. So you know what that means. We have the New York Giants versus the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Colts. Indiana Colts. <clears throat> New York Jets versus the Indiana Colts. The New York Jets would basically look run, negative run, penalty, run for two yards, run for two yards, and punt. Oh, I'm sorry, pick six. That's the New York Jets in the first half, in a nutshell. Second half will just be a series of more punts and interceptions. The only times that the only time that that Sam Donald looked good is on is after his first interception, he let his team right back down the field. And he does this every once in a while. At least once. He marches his team right down to the field. Everything looks like it's clicking. Everything looks like it's on point. Then he he scrambles out of out of out, out of the pocket. He makes a throw. He makes a throw on the run. He zips it in there to to a, to a fall, um, um um to a fallen to a fallen down receiver. And he looks like the top five. He looks like a top five pick. He looks like the guy that he be belongs to where you picked him at. And then the rest of the game, it looks like shit. The Indiana Colts would get their first point on the board by the pick six by thrown by Sam Donald. Yes, folks, more pick sixes. And listen, in case you just think that this is a New York Jets thing, no, this is a New York Giants thing as well. That building may be cursed. <laughs> I don't know why this did that for you guys on the air. <clears throat> I mean, that's watching the grand. But this building may be cursed. That, that This building may be cursed because I, I, I realized something. And I don't know if I told you that, but I stopped being a Jets fan. I went to being a Giants fan, and I actually picked the, the worst team on a, on, a, on a more worse team. You understand that the New York Giants, over the last 50 games, have a worse record than the New York Jets. And while the New York Jets can't do a lot of stuff to get out of their way, so far the Giants, once again, haven't gone out of their way either. Defense isn't looking up. Defense hasn't been looking up to Paul um, for, for God knows how long. And also, what are they doing with that offensive line? I feel like Seinfeld. How many things can you get in the net? What are the Giants doing with this offensive line? Somebody please tell me what are they doing? Like, <laughs> I said this earlier. And I'm going to say this again. The New York Giants wasted the last five years of, pay, of, of Eli Manning's career by having a bad offensive line. And it looks like they're going to do the same thing to Jones.
the New York Jets and the New York Giants, they, they are both in talks for qualifying for that number one pick. The, the Giants, the Jets even talked about going on 16. The Giants even talked about going on 16. That's what I said. If you have five wins this season, you may, your team may have more wins than the Jets and Giants combined. That's how bad they've been looking. And the thing about it, if the New York Jets get the first overall pick, Unless he's literally Lamar Jackson, unless he's literally Kyler Murray, unless he's un, un, unless he's Russell Wilson, un, un, unless he's Aaron Rodgers, unless he is Bona, <coughs> excuse me, unless he is bona fide transcendent talent that makes every single person around him better. The same exact thing that has happened to Sam Donald is going to happen to Trevor Lawrence. Yes. So the, the Indiana Colts, when they will pick up, they would get their first um, um, points on the board by a pick six um, um, done by Sam Donald. Phillip Rivers will go 17 for 21, 217 yards, one touchdown. They would be up so much that they would actually even put in Jacoby Brissett, former New England Patriots quarterback. The former quarterback for this team, Atlanta, took over for, 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 for Andrew Luck. He was a transition between Andrew Luck and the pullout poppy, Phillip Rivers. Now, let's, let, we, we, we're just going to move on because if I stay... Because if I stay here talking about the New York Jets too long, I'm, I am going to get sick. But what's going to make me even more sick, er, 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 even sicker, is having to talk good about the New England Patriots, right? And that's talk good about the New England Patriots in any way, shape, or form. But the New England Patriots would take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And this game actually kind of started off slow. This game actually started off slow and, kinda, and it started off very defensively. In the first quarter alone, you would get a total of three punts, one fumble, and, and an interception. And just to give you an order, punt by New England. Three plays. Right? Basically a three and out, four yards. Then, then we have four plays. And, and the punt by Las Vegas. 30. Uh, they gained a total of 18 yards. Then New England would get the ball back, six plays. Nine yards, punt. Then Las Vegas would get the ball back, fumble. 77 yards. Eight plays that ended in a fumble. But, I know he isn't no LeBron. But Cam Newton would show his generosity. And four plays later, he would throw an interception and give that right back over to the Las Vegas Raiders, who would end the first quarter kicking a field goal. <coughs> the... New England Patriots, they would come right back to start the, to start the second quarter with a field goal as well, or, the, or I should say, really to kind of end to end the first quarter. They would tie this up three three, and then this game would just kind of be back and forth. You would get a fumble by, by 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 the Rams, it would lead to another field goal by the New England Patriots. Las Vegas Rams would come out there, they'll punt, they would, they would end up getting the ball back, they'll punt away, that would lead to a touch, lead to a touchdown from the New England Patriots, they would put them up three to thirteen. Four plays later, Las Vegas Rams would come back with a with, with a touchdown of their own. 
one yard up. That'll make that that would make this game 10-13. And that's how you that's how you would end the half. To start the half, the Las Vegas Rams would miss a field goal to tie the game up, and that would lead and then you would see the and you would see the New England Patriots come right back down for another touchdown. Las Vegas Rams end up punting. That would lead to a New England field goal. Then they'll score a field goal themselves that would lead to a New England touchdown. And then they would score a fumble, but they'll end up getting the ball back and they'll score a touchdown. And basically, that's the game. That is the game. Cam Newton would look... Again... Just... Winning ways. Or... Let's just put it this way. Cam Newton doesn't need to look efficient. He didn't lead. Now, this this in this game, he didn't lead his team in rushing. 17 for 20 in the pass, 162 yards, one touchdown, one interception. 27 yards um, on the ground, no touchdowns on the ground. They would get the ball nine carries for 117 yards. The Sony Michelle, the workhorse of the of the bundle, will be only 11 carries for, uh, for 43 yards by J.J. Taylor. The New England Patriots saw what happened with Las Vegas last week. With, with their tight end, Waller. And like I said, if there was anybody that understands and how to work with a big tight end and how to plan for him, it was the New England Pages. And you saw that game plan. As I said, this game started out being a very slow defensive game. And and it's, and it's because the New England Pages took away what Las Vegas, the Las Vegas um, Raiders wanted to do early on. Which is something that the, that the New England Pages do very well. Bill Belichick does very well. They not only have a game plan coming into the game for each opponent, a brand new game plan. Scratch everything. This is a new game plan. Forget about what we did well last week. None of what we did, la did last week is going to work for this new team. We have to form formulate a new game plan for this week. And then even then, he adjusts from quarter to quarter from play to play. And the game plan that they came into this game with Las Vegas Rams was basically they're going to run the ball down your throat. It doesn't matter It doesn't matter who he was with. It doesn't matter if we run it with Cam Newton. It doesn't matter if we run it with Sony Michelle. It doesn't matter if we, if we give it six times to Burkhead. It doesn't matter if we give it 11 times to Taylor. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. We're going to run this ball. They would run this ball with seven individual players. Now, granted, only four of them were truly giving you, were, were, were truly blend, bludgeoned enough to give you yards, but... Enough is enough. You get you 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 get a thirteen yard run from from Isaiah Zuber. You will get another two yard run from from Harry. Julius Edelman will even touch the ball and and lose some yards. So it was just a constant running attack. It was just a constant running attack. That would lead to them running the ball. What it looks like if I'm if I'm doing this quick math in my head. It looks like 26, 36, just about 40 times it looked like they ran the ball yesterday. Versus passing it 28 times. <clears throat> it looked like they, they wanted to slow down the Las Vegas Rams down, Las Vegas Raiders down, take a little bit of steam out of the take a little bit of steam out of them, a little bit of momentum away from them. And next thing you know, you had a in a, a game where where it looked like previously. That their that their tight end Waller couldn't be stopped. This time, Darren Waller will only have two receptions for nine yards, and that's it. They would they would have to um those Vegas um, Raiders would have to find um interesting ways to get the ball either to Hunter or Renfro. I'm sorry, Hunter Renfro. I mean <laughs> Renfro or Edwards. <clears throat> Even Nelson Aguilar would 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 have to show up for this team. But what we are starting to see more than anything else is that just like just kind of like how I feel with about Miami that New England is showing you that 
any decent quarterback could come in here and do the job. It doesn't have to be Tom Brady. Any quarterback could come in here, and if you're willing to learn, willing to listen, you can run my offense, and if you have talent, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to find the things that you do well. I'm, I'm going to put you in situations to be successful. And we've seen him continuously do it. We talked about Jacoby Brissett being a former New England Patriot. Um, the reason why he got the Indiana job is for how he looked in New England and for what he did with New England. We've heard about we've we've had we've heard about the Matt Castles of the world already, and now you're seeing now you're seeing what Tom Brady um, um, benefits from. My by, by now he gets to go to Tampa Bay loaded with weapons, and Cam Newton comes in there and he just finds ways to continue to win. Just like the Miami Heat can just throw any small forward in there that's at least a, that's, that's that's at least star level and f and make it back to an NBA championship. You don't have to have the like you don't have to have the best small forward in the league like it helps but you would assume that if Eric Spolster can get the best small forward can get any old all-star here then guess what he should be able to do get the best small forward in the league here and if you can get the best all-star and if you get any old all-star there then you know what you should have done with the best small forward in the league you should have won four straight if you have a guy like Eric Spolster that's coaching your team but that shows me that there was something going on with that star on why he couldn't be as successful as he needed to be while being coached by Spolster the last game we're gonna squeeze in here, right? Is the last is the uh, is, is is the last game I want to talk about about the AFC list. Give me the head. And that is the Los Angeles Rams versus the Buffalo Bills, and this actually happened to be a shootout. This actually happened to be. Like, uh, I guess you could call it a mixture of a shootout and a mixture of, a, of of defense, right? Because obviously you had your turnovers, you had your punch, you had your you had your interceptions. Like, but it's an interception by Buffalo. <laughs> you understand? These are touchdowns by Buffalo. Like, like these are these are more interceptions by Buffalo. So this for and fumbles by. So this for as. <clears throat> Close as it was, right? Thirty-two to thirty-five in in the, in the favor of Buffalo as they would improve their record at thirty and zero, right? This was kind of a shootout, and Buffalo and and, and this kind of showed Buffalo from from all angles, from an offensive standpoint, from a defensive standpoint. You seen Buffalo get off, get after the ball on, and 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 on every single facet of the game, whether it be special teams, whether it be on defense. Or whether it be on offense, Buffalo just kind of came through. And granted, they had to eke a win out from the Los Angeles Rams. That's exactly the point. Is that at this point in time, they are showing you that they can squeeze out these close victories, right? Jared Goff, 32 attempts, 23 completions, 321 yards, 2 touchdowns. One interceptions. There's high praise for Jared Goff. Josh Allen. One more pass made. 33 attempts. Which led to one more completion. Of 30... Of 24 completions. 10 less yards. 311 yards. But... Twice the touchdowns with four. And the same amount of interceptions with, with one. So that's a four to one ratio. And just like Cam Newton... Josh Allen did not need to lead his team in rushing to win this game. That was actually led by Devin Singletary. Josh Allen, four carries, only eight yards, but one of those was a touchdown. Cole Beasley, 100 yards on six, on, on, on six catches. Gabriel Davis, four catches, 81 yards. And seven targets now for, for Cole Beasley for those six catches. 
Four targets for Gabriel Davis for those four catches for 81 yards. Five targets on his four catches for Devin Singletary for his 50 yards. Stephen Diggs, six targets, four catches, 49 yards. <clears throat> and the only individual that got targeted four times or more that came up with less than 50, oh, I shouldn't say the only person, because Stephon Diggs had 49 yards. But Tyler Croft, four catches, 24 yards. But Tyler Croft had two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs had a touchdown. <coughs> they managed to get the ball to Lee Smith. One reception, one touchdown. One <laughs> for one yard. One target. So we're starting to see Josh Allen. What I'm trying to say here, what's going on, Herbal? What we're trying to say is that we're starting to see Josh Allen become more, more accurate. We're starting to see him get more comfortable with this with this offense. You're starting to see Buffalo. Not only on defense or offense, but 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 just keep putting the right pieces, and you see them moving forward and doing the right things to become a better quarterback. Out of all of the young quarterbacks in New York, Josh Allen so far is looking the most promising. Other than more promising than Daniel Jones, more promising than than Sam Darnold. And granted, he's the only one out of them that actually plays in New York. Josh Allen is looking so well right now. That they are talking about him as M, as a possible MVP already. Now, at least a candidate. So he's they're putting him up there with. You talk about the five best quarterbacks right now in the league. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. We're talking about. Jeez, I just had a blank. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. We're talking about Seattle's Russell Wilson. We're talking about Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about Green Bay's Aaron Rodgers. And it sounds like also now sneaking into that category. Is Josh, based on what they're doing so far, is Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills. And if we're going to sneak him in there, we're going to have to add Kyler, I should have played baseball, Murray's Arizona Cardinals. Even, even though they're not winning, and winning's going to have to be the determining factor. But Buffalo is. And we're going to see how long Buffalo continues to win. Because right now, I am, I'm not ready to buy into the Buffalo hype yet. But I will tell you, I will believe in Buffalo for at least five more weeks. Because that's how long it's going to take for the weather to turn. And once the weather turns, I don't know how to believe in Buffalo anymore. So for the first three games, through three games, Buffalo looks promising and Buffalo looks like a contender. But we've said this before about Buffalo through three games. We said this before about Buffalo. See, it's going to sound like I'm saying the same things every season. We've said the same thing before about Buffalo through five games. We said the same thing about Buffalo through eight games. Let's see what we say through about Buffalo through 16 games. Through 12 games. After an entire season. And we're going to leave you right there. Tomorrow when we come back, right? Because tomorrow we have a three-hour show. We got a lot to get into. 
We're going to talk because it's going to be here on, also on the air. We're going to continue to talk about the rest of these games that um, that, that we have from, from week three. We're going to do our week four picks, as that is always interesting, as you guys love that as well. And we're also going to get into the NBA Finals. We'll give you, we'll, we'll most likely give you um, a tennis update to see if Serena Williams can continue to make um to, to make a run for another major as well. We're gonna see if Coco Golf um can, can, can continue to advance as well. By the time we come back on Wednesday, I think that's uh, we're gonna see also who would have won the first game of the Major League playoffs between the New York Yankees and the Indiana and the Cleveland Indians. But I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for taking the time out to, to, to spend time with me in the podcast, whether you're listening on the podcast, whether you're doing a re-air, or whether you're catching me live on the ground. As we like to do this year, we have changed up our farewell goodbye. And this shout-out goes out to Toby in Wigway right, for this one because we used to tell you guys that with the optimism of tomorrow be a foundation for today. And while I still love that, and I still want that to be truthful, I told you that all last year. This year, I hope you catch a wave that never subsides. This is Talent Omar Taylor, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Buzzsaw, a.k.a. the Tin Man, a.k.a. a.k.a. Baby Podcaster, a.k.a. Work Hard, Smoke Harder, a.k.a. Tony Baritone, a.k.a. Mr. Mo- Mr. Energy, a.k.a. the Motor Mouth of the South. I am out of here. Yee- the Brooklyn Buzzsaw. Play my outro. Sorry, B. Sorry, B. I tried. I tried. Honest. Honest. Ain't no fair with tomorrow. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag. No lag. No lag. You know I'm gonna do though, right? Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. That's been long overdue. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gathers. Got to be somebody else out there. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. What, the little one, my niece? New, improved, mighty podcast. She'll be back tomorrow to make her picks. Potting down now. Oh, you must be really into the show. Last call for drinks. I'm not even having a drink today. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My T. Sports. Thank you again for listening.